Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to Sound Pollution. This is episode 56 featuring Sound Animal. As usual, we are going to discuss their background, inspirations, and the stories behind three of her tracks. We are also going to discuss why Sound Animal likes to bend and incorporate multiple genres into her music, how anything can be a drum or an instrument, as well as their songwriting process. Please remember to click those links below and show this artist some love. Here we go. All right, so everybody, I am here with Sound Animal, and Bon, don't you introduce yourself to my listeners? Well, hello, listeners. I am indeed Sound Animal coming to you from Berkeley. You seem to dabble in several genres. Why don't you explain your sound a little bit? Yeah, I do definitely. I think part of it is that my sound doesn't really lend itself very easily to any genre exactly. And so I can say, well, this song has aspects of this genre and this song has aspects of that genre. I'm very familiar with lots of genres, but it's still kind of hard to place my own music in in one very squarely because it tends to be a bit experimental. And um, right. Yeah. So my sound, though, I mean, so it's very different from song to song, really, really different. But I would say a lot of my sound is kind of beyond words like if I sing it's a little bit more animal-esque a little bit more just feral and um, if I'm playing music you know I may it may be a bit stompy and raucous and you know wild and loud and um, noisy but that's just a bit of my sound I mean there's just so much more like um, sometimes I do one guitar electric guitar playing a dirge or a march or something and you know get kind of sludgy sounds with it and um, other times I might do a lot of drone music so um, with drone you you know you want to have one note that's sustained for a while and the the subtle changes during that sustained period then become really interesting if the person's you know, doing it right. And, and they can have multiple sounds within that one note. And so then with drone music, a lot of times there's multiple notes played at once with drone instruments. Why this specific type of music? What, what was it that drew you to this? I don't know. I think it, they just get me, you know, my body responds. I get really excited by it. And I'd like a lot of music that incorporates those elements and you know it to me it's just really exciting and and so it's something that I can also do and I love emotional effect of playing noise music it's really kind of hedonistic okay yeah I definitely can hear that Yeah, like with, uh, I mean, there's different types of noise music. So some people, you know, the very experimental, um, harsh noise would be just usually electronic or something, just a bunch of sounds that somebody has figured out an interesting way to create. And there's no melody, there's no guitar, you know, it's just like, (laughs) yeah, like that, right? That's not really quite what I make or what I listen to that much. Um, although I admire people who do it, um, but mo- I'm more, it's more of a melodic guitar noise. For example, when I was a kid, my favorite 
record was this one where you just raid your parents' kitchen and you just steal all their pots and pans and you bang on them. And I'm sure my parents didn't think that was their favorite record. <laughs> oh, but, but so I many parents, no, so many parents have heard that record. I know. It's like, You've heard, heard that. It's how and you know. So, so that's just, you know, it's like, so I'm still doing that. And I, I love to just play whatever I can get my hands on. And I went through a phase of maybe 20 years of making these, um, I, I just dated myself there, but um, <laughs> I dated myself before this recording. So, <laughs> so I went through a phase of an unspecified time of, <laughs> of making so it's over. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> no going back now. No, make peace with that one. Making <laughs> comedy, little comedy movies for fun, you know. Um, with friends and we would make our own music. And so we became this, this, you know, we called ourselves like this band and we made these different albums and, you know, I used those and, and did a lot of stuff with it, just, you know, putting it with music videos and everything. And, um, and I went to Romania and I taught students some things, one of which was how to make noise music and so I got to play some of the some of our music that we had made, and then I got to show them how to do it. And when we would make this music, we never used an instrument. We just played whatever we could find. And it sounded, you know, very interesting. So I got these students in Romania, you know, it's like at first they were like really kind of uptight and serious and did not want to like start throwing things around. But by the time we were done with you know, a lesson, and they were just like throwing stuff and loving, <laughs> jumping up and down and spinning around and banging things together and it's like whooping and hollering. And it's like, yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. I still like that, you know, I still just love to bang stuff together. And was there something specifically, was there something or someone you heard specifically that was like, oh my gosh, I have to do that? Well, when I was in, I think it was junior high, um, I had been really only interested in classical music. I kept going with that. I, I used to have a flute scholarship. I, I would do singing contests around the state and always win first place. You know, I would do German leader. I was very serious about, and there's a lot of the classical romantic period really more in my music. But then in, in school, I saw this um, movie that they, they just like impulsively, somebody just realized like, no, these kids have to see this. These, they have to see this right now. So they just pulled us all out of class in the middle of class and took us into this um, uh, auditorium and showed us this movie. Um, so there was a, the, the large glass uh, sculpture. And then there was um, Merce Cunningham's modern dance troupe dancing around it to the music oh. of John Cage. And so John oh. Cage's music, you know, it's just like, this was this huge revelation to me. And at that moment, my life changed, you know, it's like, hmm, should I go off and run away and join John, join Merce Cunningham's dance troupe? Or, you know, what should I do? <laughs> and, but I, yeah, I just followed that. Talking about that, let's jump into the first song. Let's talk about Botulism Cafe. Um, how did that come about? Um, I think that just kind of came out 
with that general impulse of wanting to bang on stuff and and make a ruckus and create something that was going to really excite people and get it like get them feeling it in their in their bodies and excited to be alive and like be an animal and be uncivilized and so I already had the title uh, because I, I have a lot of fun with my with my housemate. We, uh, we we make up a lot of songs or, you know, like improvise. They may sound like, um, oh, an, a gospel song or something, you know, on the tune, but they're not. And um, so um, I had brought up like botulism cafe to him. And so that just became one of our little scenarios. Like we had all these ridiculous scenarios that we go into and play with and have characters that we make up and stuff. So so we had already got run with this botulism cafe for for a couple months. So it's like, you know, so many things can fit in, into that like ordinary conversation botulism cafe comes up. So so yeah, I got to make that into a, you know, um avant-garde metal or whatever you'd want to call it song. It's just pretty, you know, I like I like titles that are pretty um grim and like like <laughs> grim with kind of like a humor to them. Yeah, I caught on to that. <laughs> I like to imitate a lot of sounds with my guitar. That's a, that's a big part of my um, sound is that it's very much mimicking things. So like I have one song where it's mimicking a bell tower in a storm. Yeah, that's a cool one. I listened to that. Thank you. And so to make that one, I was imitating the bell with the guitar and then I was also imitating the storm I try to be as lo-fi as I can whenever possible so I was imitating the storm by taking found objects which is a major part of my work is found objects so I took these tennis ball containers with tennis balls inside of them and shook and so so it sounds like the wind is beating against this piece large piece of canvas which is luckily I found a picture of a bell tower that has a big piece of canvas on it <clears throat> and then I took a piece of plastic very thin big piece of plastic and then just wa- wavered that in front of the microphone you know creating a lot of that like the thing that you normally try to avoid with a microphone right you know mm-hmm. the air going into it it's like to create a lot of air going into it and sound and so yeah I just like to imitate things a lot so there's a bit of the of the um the botulism <laughs> Modulism sound if anybody wants to like actually take it literally.
So we talked a little bit about what kind of got you started in music and you mentioned John, John Cage. Do you have any other musical influences that kind of jumped to your mind? The romantic composers that I was listening to back then, I mean, I was playing them as well as, you know, playing them on my flute and stuff and singing them Um, like Sibelius, those kind of guys. But then those people, they moved, you know, as time went on, then there was this atonal thing with people like Schoenberg and the way that they would not hit a note, they would explore all the territory between notes and not just go by, this is a note, this is a note, this is a note. Right. Um, and so I like to explore dissonance. People like Schoenberg, where they would explore the atonal music and outside of the typical boundaries of what's normal. I would say right now I'm really most influenced in terms of the experimental stuff with uh, the noise bands like Casper uh, Bratzman. He is just amazing. So when I, if I'm mastering my work, I'll use his music as the, as the reference because I want it to sound like that. It's just this wild cacophony of just going nuts. And then when it comes to drone like you know dylan carlson is just such a a deity to me uh the way that he'll just draw this music out and like i was walking along the other day and i was thinking I i was listening to him on headphones and he was just doing the same thing over and over it's like pretty much three notes he'd been doing it for 20 minutes you know and it's like man i hope nobody needs to interrupt me and talk to me because it's like, no, I got to have, I got, I cannot stop in the middle of the song. I have to hear Carlson do his next, you know, iteration of that same. Yeah. I need to know where he's going with this. Do not yeah. interrupt me. <laughs> I know where he's going. Like I hear it every day, you know, <laughs> no way I can stop. So other than tennis balls and a tube and all that, <laughs> you said the flute and the guitar are, how many instruments do you play? I have had and played just just an ungodly number of instruments, you know, hundreds, but um, I then I didn't have any of those. And so I've been starting to add some back. So I played the 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 mouth organ from Laos mm-hmm. and a shepherd, double shepherd's flute, very kind of advanced kind of um, jaw harp. I have a it's a one of a kind three stringed lap steel slide guitar it's like a oh that sounds cool stick. yeah it's really interesting and um a couple dulcimers mm-hmm. and like I sleep with dulcimers you know <laughs> I, I lie there in bed in the dark playing the dulcimer <laughs> night after night and um yeah silver flute and um gosh oh I have a, a baron drum that I play a lot um, which is like a Celtic hand drum and um, yeah I, I know what you're I want one. Oh yeah they're really nice huh? they're very, they have a nice sound so what is your writing process like because like experimental doom noise it doesn't to me feel like it has the same you know verse chorus verse bridge chorus it it has its own way of moving so how how do you go about writing that those kinds of elements I, you know, I enjoy when I'm listening to songs like that, but that's definitely a different kind of journey than what my music takes. It's different for every song, but most often what I've done is I'll play a song and record myself and then just keep doing it again and again to where 
each recording is a little bit different, but it's going to be, it's going to be similar, but with, you know, a little bit of improvisation as it goes and, and then pick which version of that particular song that I think is the best. So sometimes I might do, you know, 30 versions or something. So that would be mostly for like the ones that I have that are, that are just guitar. I've gone through that process with them. Like um, Mimes Elegy, for example, with that one, I found out that a friend had died. And so I just, I wanted to connect with him and, you know, celebrate his life. And so I just, I used a lot of intense uh, vibrato on it. That's a very emotional thing. Like the more intense vibrato I'm using this, the more I'm feeling stuff. And, but then other times, you know, I may not go through 30 versions of, of a song. I may get it to where I really like it and then just keep adding layer after layer. Some layers may be all guitar or bass and other layers may include silver flute and baron and grabbing whatever is around and playing that and singing, you know, often we'll end up with, you know, maybe 70 stems that I'm working with to edit and um and and so it can take a little while to get all everything to where it fits together so let's then jump into this next song because now that you've talked about your writing process a little bit i think i can kind of hear it in some of your tracks tell me about skyfall skyfall um is the last one that i made so I always liked the last one that I made. It's a safe is, is there like a reason for just specifically you like the last one? It's always whatever is the last one I uh, like. And then whatever came before that, I don't like so much. You're like, I'm done. I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> so Skyfall, um, I, um, I don't know if everybody experiences this, but for me, technology is just is just not what it's cracked up to be. So, you know, these things that are supposed to work will not work. You know, the technology of the computer and the amp and the DAW and the la- and everything going together, it just will not work. So when it gets to the moment where it's like, oh, I can do it. And, and I can use USB so that people don't hear me. I can go wild with it. Like, whereas moments before it wasn't working and, you know, having a bunch of like, frustration built up and then having a sudden outlet for that. Um, I've always found that to be a really good method of creating music. So like when my friends uh, would come visit in rural Alabama and we would just go wild making music, it would be so hedonistic because I had been dampening down my emotions and been very lonely and quiet and you know normal and everything for months out there and then they're here and it's like wow I can go wild now so skyfall was a bit like that like oh I finally got the technology to work okay wow it starts with you know lots of guitar uh and I thought maybe maybe it should all be guitar because part of it sounds like it is guitar but it sounds kind of like a mouth organ so I decided no I'm going to add mouth organ to to where hopefully you can't really tell which one's which and then like play flute which hopefully also will kind of blend in together so it's like sort of guitar sort of mouth organ sort of flute sound and so one of the ways I was playing the guitar and one of the tracks it's very similar to how I jam like when I jam with people I get you know really aggressive with the music so I was doing that with the guitar so I was kind of using it like uh, using the strings kind of like a drum 
And so it's got this, you know, to have that playing really loud in my headphones. It's just super exciting. Like, oh, that's great. I'm overwhelmed by this like loud noise everywhere and I'm happy and life is good. So, um, but it's kind of an ominous song. So, you know, kind of thought of, you know, the sky is falling sort of, um, sort of theme.
Hey everyone, there's a new season of sound pollution coming your way. I know it's been a really rough 18 months and we are not out of the dark yet, but I'm going to keep bringing you new independent artists, their music, and their stories, as well as some updates from fabulous musicians that have been here before. I will be introducing you to the occasional guest co-host this fall as well. Will I find a permanent partner for the show? If you're interested in being a guest musician on Sound Pollution or want to co-host an episode, shoot me a message at soundpollutionpodcast.com or soundpollutionpodcast at gmail.com. Be love and make some noise. Typically, I ask somebody if they enjoy writing or performing more, but you don't perform your music live. Why is that? Um, is it just because you haven't had the opportunity or it's like, nah, I don't want to? I don't really think I want to. Um, it's like, uh, you know, with when you're, when you're making something that has 70 different stems to create, right. Like, how would you really perform that? You'd you know? almost need to have an orchestra of, of mm-hmm. these odd instruments, which would be cool to see. Mm-hmm. But it, would be cool. it doesn't sound very easy to put together. No. <laughs> it would be very hard to perform the kind of music that I make. But performing music has never really been an interest for me so much. Like, if I could be in swans band for example like i love post metal and particularly where post metal here hits noise or like that band if i could if i could be in a band like that and get up there and, and bang stuff i would love that like i have played in bands but i played percussion you know just to do it on my own it's i think it would be impossible to translate to people but i also have never had like you know, a lot of people, when they think, oh, I'm going to pick up an electric guitar and I'm going to play metal and stuff, they probably are thinking, yeah, that's how I can get the chicks and, you know, get cool and, and get a bunch of drugs or whatever. And it's like, no, I've never, I've never had those kinds of associations or desires with it. So, you know, I'm not, I don't have like the typical like pop culture draw to performing. Music for you is about the creation Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to get into it. I mean, I had not played music for a while and I didn't even think that I was going to go back into making music, but I just got so enamored of these certain combinations of notes. Like there's this band called Arena uh, in Spain and they have a song called Eclipse. And I would just listen to this song over and over and there's just this relationship between these certain notes that seems like that's what the song is is about for much of it they're just they're just going into those few notes and just trying like how about if we do it just this this note and this note but just slightly different pausing and timing and, and loudness on this note and you know change to this note I mean it was just like like a mathematical deconstruction of this and I wanted to be able to do that myself like I felt like I had to live inside music. I had to be able to deconstruct what is it about those particular notes in that particular order and what can I, how can I just make music that explores those notes until I'm done? Because feeling like I was outside of the music, I just couldn't stand it. It's like, it's like when you love somebody, you know, you want to be merged with them. You don't want to be separate. Let's talk about the last song, uh, Walk Your Mastodon. First thing, Walk Your Mastodon. Tell me about how you came up with the name for that, because that's great. That should be the name of a band. Well, there is a band called Mastodon. 
Yeah, but there's something about walking a mess, walking, like the yeah. visual for me. I'm like, yep, I want one. Yeah. So I wanted it to be kind of Macedonish. Not there's a whole bunch of songs that are kind of Macedonish in the Doom world. You know, it's like it's like there's this giant animal stomping through the forest and everything's reverberating. And I don't have a drum set. Um, if I had a drum set and I did not live in an apartment, man, I would be going to town on that. I used to have a drum set in my apartment back in the day and I used to play it a lot. I'm sure the neighbors love that. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) So I have to consider the neighbors and I have to be, you know, somewhat quiet. Um, so I don't scream like I would like to for the music. Um, you know, everybody was gone. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I can walk my Macedon now. It's kind of about, you know, not being too, well, don't be coy and sweet, walk your Macedon. That's the lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I can be kind of like, if some if I feel like, oh no, people are skipping my songs too much on um, Bandcamp, you know, I can look at the statistics and think, ah, oh, that's not, that's not a good song. And I'll just lose my confidence. And it's like, nope, don't be coy don't and do that. walk your mastodon, just like yeah. making music and just, you know, don't care. And just, you know, you want to make your music as good as you can, but like you can't get too caught up in, in the reception at the moment of a particular song and have it take you down emotionally. Right. So right. this song is like for whatever anybody's anybody listening to it, if they're starting to feel kind of sensitive or self-critical or shy or whatever, you know, hopefully listening to the song will get them up, you know, like, no, I'm going to go back into my like confident, assertive mode. I love that. I love making music out of that mode. And I think when I hear music made out of that confident mode, it helps me too. So that was kind of the goal with that. (laughs) So I actually have a t-shirt and my, my uh, good friend, Steve, who is also my collaborator on some of the music he uh has a walk your macedon t-shirt as well you know it's i think like the art the art that i commissioned for that and like you know worked with the artist this is what i want no not like that like that you know and get it got it just right i feel like that image is part of the song you know it's it should be it should be a poster or something but at least it's a mask and it's a you know, a little stash bag and it's a t-shirt and stuff. So maybe one day people will be walking around wearing walk your Macedon t-shirts and just they're having a they're having their their best day because of it.
If you couldn't do music, what would you do? Well, I'd probably do what I do do. Um, you which do is, do? I do do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, so I, I write novels. Uh, my oh, last cool. novel is about musicians. It's about neo-psych musicians. So I wrote this novel. I have lots of you know things that I've written. And I teach fiction writing. I'm a um, manuscript editor and such. So you know, the, and I used to be an artist, visual artist. So I pretty much have done all the things that I want to do, you know, and I am still doing them. So I'm very fulfilled artistically. And so you'd still just be doing something creative. You just mm-hmm. do something else. So, so do you have any other shout outs besides the gentleman who's wearing your shirt? So Steve, the man wearing my shirt is um, very important really to this whole thing like I don't I don't know if I could be doing all this without him for one thing you know when I make music I will send it to him and sometimes I don't send him something and then regret it I (laughs) but he's got a really good ear then he'll you know he'll give me thumbs up or sometimes there's a suggestion you know like 
and he is, uh, we just, you know, we'll send each other music that we, that we love and we get excited about it. And so I feel like, you know, having, having a person like that, who's musically involved with me is just, it's just core to being able to do it. And then there's also Tom McCarthy, who um, plays guitar too, that I have collaborated with and then there's some other people in the works you know some collaborations awesome and what about websites social media do you want to shout out any links before I let you go well on Pinterest I have a lot of different music divided into genres sound animal on Pinterest and then um, otherwise my uh, my sound animal website is the hub for everything so you know, people can, people can go to that and then find their way to bound band camp and SoundCloud. And they have a Pandora channel for me, which makes me really tickled. So it's sound slash animal.com. Cool. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Sound animal. I appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to be with me and my listeners. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to Sound Pollution this week. I want to thank Sound Animal again for being a guest on the show. Make sure y'all click those links below. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, and friend Sound Pollution on all listening platforms and any social media. If you're interested in co-hosting an episode or being a guest on the show, please email me at soundpollutionpodcast at gmail.com or directly on the website, which is soundpollutionpodcast.com. Also, please keep an eye out for an update that will come to you live on social media this Friday. Get vaccinated, be love, and make some noise.